0: Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Watermark OC Church Sunday message. Watermark is a generational community that is crazy passionate about starting a conversation about God, your relationships, and authentic love. If you're interested in getting more information, please click the link in the show notes for next steps. Thanks again for listening. It's our hope and prayer that this message would transform your life. Thank you so much, Ben. Does anybody have Purell I can put on? my arm real quick because he touched me and that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, things look a little bit different than last week, right? Completely different Sunday. Last week we talked about Jesus being the bread of life and everything was good and everything was fine. And then slowly as the week went on, like every day, things just got like a little more crazy. Like, oh, oh, I don't know, what is... What does Sunday look like? Was Oh, schools are shutting down? Like, what's happening? And so a couple days ago, I called Ben, and I was like, do we need to change everything for Sunday morning? Was it, should I change my message? Should, what should we do? What should we focus on? And Ben's like, well, I mean, you make the call. You talk about whatever you want to talk about, um, but I think God's going to move, and, and if you want to talk about the Good Shepherd, that's great. If you want to talk about something else, if God leads something else on your heart, that's great, too. Talk to him about it. See what he has to say. And so I sat before the Lord because I was just like, do I need to shift my focus? Everybody's kind of fearful. The world's in a different place, a completely different place than it was a week ago. Everything looks different. I've never seen schools shut down before in my entire life. And so I just sat with the Lord and I just brought it before him. I'm like, I don't I don't know what to speak to your people i don't is there something else that you want me to do is there something else that you want me to say how do you want sunday to look and i really feel like the lord specifically said oh were you going to preach jesus on sunday and i was like yeah yeah no i was going to preach jesus on sunday and he goes okay well that's enough that's all you need that's enough i'm enough jesus is enough so whether the world looks different a week ago Than it does today jesus is still the same right so nothing's changed in the heavenlies nothing's changed in christ and we are in christ right so nothing's changed so it's still relevant for today it's relevant for yesterday it was relevant for tomorrow because in our worldview our whole worldview has changed we're staying home we're getting away from people we're making space but god's worldview hasn't changed the coronavirus was there from the beginning too, I guess, right? If Jesus was there, if Jesus knew what was going to happen in this world, then he's got it. So um, he's still on the throne and he's not moved by the coronavirus, so we shouldn't be either. So last week, Bucky talked about the bread of life. We're in a series called the I Am series, where Jesus so kindly comes down to us and says, by the way, if you had any questions about who I am, let me go ahead and share that with you. And last week, Bucky opened up the series talking about Jesus being the bread of life. And it was such a beautiful picture of our, he's our sustenance, he's our source, he's our meal, he fills us up, he's all we need. And then I'm like walking around the grocery store a couple days ago and I'm like, there's literally no food on the shelves. But a week ago, before any of this was going down in Southern California, Bucky's like, oh, by the way, Jesus is your food. So you're good. You're fine. He's your source. He's your sustenance. He's always been that. And so we don't have any need to fear. So this week we're talking about Jesus being the the good shepherd. And I just love it. I just think it's so kind. I think God is so kind. I used to have this girlfriend who who used to tell me about her life. And she used to say things. And she'd be like, oh, God, God is doing this. God is doing that. Even look at this. This is something hard in my life. But isn't God so kind? And I'd always be like, yeah, no, he's kind, yeah. It's not the first thing I would think of when I think of God. I would think of like majestic and, and mighty and holy and great and worthy. But he's so kind. And I think in his kindness, he's like, oh, oh, Melissa, tell my people that I am the good shepherd. Because now more than ever, they need to know that I am good. So he is the good shepherd, and we are his beloved children. Not just little sheep, although that's a good reference. Shepherd sheep, we'll get into that in a, in a few minutes. But we are his beloved children. We're sons and daughters of the Most High King. And we are in his flock. And we are in his care. And so we're good. Jesus, God is love. And, and I just, I'm just so excited to talk about how beloved we are in him. Um, perfect love. Cast out fear, right? And so we have Christ's perfect love, so we don't need to fear as this world fears. Um, Romans 8.38, so for I am convinced, he says, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present right now, or things to come, nor powers, height, depth, or any other created thing, what does that leave out? that leaves out nothing nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus is our shepherd so he's our sustenance he's our source I um I kind of want to keep this message short today although I feel like the Lord wants to talk to us a little bit about the good shepherd I want to keep it short because I want to leave space for the spirit to move because I can stand up here and here and talk to you all day, or the Lord can come in and speak directly to your heart about what's going on, and I really want to give him space to do that. Because I think we need to be a people that are on our knees. We need to lay everything before him and go, I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. You're, you're the king. You're on the throne. So we just need to prepare our hearts to receive. So I'm going to leave space for that in a little bit, but I just want to tell you a few things about the good shepherd, because I want you to see his kindness and goodness in the midst. Of a, a scary season or circumstance that it would look in our eyes, but not his. So I'm going to start reading the passage. Um, so in the passage before this, Jesus heals a blind man on the Sabbath, and so the Pharisees are are they're trying to figure out who is this man. Why is he healing people? If he's of God, he wouldn't be doing it on the Sabbath. So what does this mean? We don't know. They're all in up in arms about it. And Jesus comes directly to them and says, oh, I'm sorry. Did you not know who I was? Let me go ahead and tell you who I am. Um, So we start, we pick it up in John 10. He says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. His people understood, but the Pharisees were like, is he talking about sheep and shepherds? I don't get it. Therefore, Jesus said said again, in case you didn't hear me the first time, let me go ahead and repeat myself. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. Okay, wait. Are you the gate or are you the shepherd? Yes. The answer is yes. And I'll explain that to you in a minute. Um, All who have come before me, you Pharisees, are thieves and robbers. But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and they might have it to the full. And I love um, the NLT's version of this. It says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's what the shepherd wants to give us. Are we letting him? Because we have to do our part in this, this whole scenario in order to have that rich and rich and full life. And if we don't have it, that might be on us. Sorry. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. The wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. A man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. This is the part that kills me. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. Ooh does that hit anybody? Because that hit me when I was reading it. I know my sheep, he knows me, and I know him, and I should know Jesus just as Jesus knows the Father. Jesus knew the Father well because he said, I and my Father are one. I lay down my life for my sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up. This command I received from my father. So this is the entire gospel narrative wrapped up in a sheep and shepherd story, right? This is everything we need to know about Christ, who he is, what he does, what he plans on doing, and how he's connected to the father, So it it just beautifully illustrates, so Jesus beautifully illustrates this to the people in a way that they're going to understand it. Everybody back in that day knows sheep and shepherd culture, right? David was a shepherd, Moses was a shepherd, and if you were rich, if you had a lot of wealth back in that time, it was because you had a certain number of sheep. So everybody's going to get this. Everybody's going to understand the mentality of, oh, I'm the sheep, you're my shepherd, so, so what do we know about sheep? Well, they're cute, right? They're so cute. Oh, y'all, they're so cute. But there's a couple things about sheep. They wander. They're not the smartest. No, but they're cute. But no, they're not smart. They kind of wander off. They stumble. They don't have the best eyesight, and so sometimes they can, they can misstep and get hurt. They need a shepherd desperately. If they didn't have a shepherd, if a shepherd wasn't protecting them and watching over them, the wolves would come and they would steal, kill, and destroy. So they, need, they actually need a shepherd to exist. So yeah, that's, that's me. I wander. I'm not smart. I get distracted sometimes. But this is the hard part for me, the next one. They know their shepherd's voice. That's the part I get stuck on because I have all these things, but I think that's where the disconnect for me is in this passage, is that do I know my shepherd's voice? Do I know it? Because I had a pastor once tell me this story and it kind of messed me up a little bit. He was telling me about how he was with a mentor in a restaurant and the mentor said, okay, I wanna do a little exercise with you. If you could just close your eyes for a minute, I just want you to sit and listen. Tell me when you hear, when you can pick out the conversations going on around you. You can hear people talking, Just sit and focus on that and and look up at me when you're done. When when you can kind of pay attention to all the people talking around you, then look up at me. So he listens and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a dude talking over there about something. Oh, there's a little funny little something happening over here. And he looks up and he's like, okay, yeah, I got it. The mentor says again, okay, good. So now put your head down again. I want you to listen for the music. There's actually music playing right now. Did you notice? Listen for it. When you hear it, let me know. Puts his head down. Oh. Oh, my gosh, I know that song. That's fun. I like that song. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, let's do it again. Put your head down. Let me know if you hear plates, any kind of forks, plates, anything. Puts his head down. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, I hear it. Okay, last time, last part of this exercise, put your head down and let me know when you hear God's voice. Oh. I don't know, we might be here a while. Well, why? You can tune out all the other things. You can listen for the forks and knives and you can listen to the people. But you can't hear God's voice? I don't know. It gets quiet. Sometimes we drown it out. All the noise that we hear. It gets so quiet. I don't want to offend anyone because... This coronavirus thing is, is kind of a big deal, but I'm actually kind of grateful for the time that I'm going to be able to sit at home and, li- and practice listening to God's voice because it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of time and we don't make that time and we don't do the work and it's work. So if we want to know our shepherd, then we have to pursue him. We have to run after him with everything we have. And it's times like this when we have to slow down and go, shoot. Where was I tethered? I wasn't tethered to Christ. Because if we're tethered to Christ in the good times, in the easy times, in the simple times, hey, that's great. But when something hard happens, and something will happen, it's just a matter of time. If we're not tethered to him in the times where life is good, then we're definitely not going to be tethered to him in the times when life is hard. So we need to know our shepherd's voice. But there are so many voices unlike the sheep who know the shepherd's voice they're like oh I hear you there you are shepherd I'm coming you know they've done they've done like tricks on sheep where it's like well you have two shepherds and they're two flocks and they switch their clothes and they move over and they're like let me see if I can trick this sheep hey sheepy let's go come on and the sheep are like oh no I, I noticed those clothes that's weird but no I don't know that voice I don't I don't know you I'm not following you But we have so many voices we listen to. How many voices do we listen to? We listen to to social media. Sometimes you don't hear it, but you see it. That's a voice. We listen to the news. We listen to our friends. We listen to our family. We listen to podcasts. We listen to people. We listen to fear. Do you know what those are? Thieves and robbers sometimes. Sometimes. And of course, it's, it's important to know what we're talking about and to stay informed, but they also come to steal, kill, and destroy if we're not careful, right? So how many of us are listening right now to social media, to the news, to other things, more than we're listening to our shepherd? Probably most of us. I was totally, totally taken back this morning. I, the first thing I did was get up and open my phone and see, like, where's the coronavirus today? the first thing I did I didn't pray to God about this morning what I was preaching I was like shoot yeah I'm 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 no better so Jesus is the gate for the sheep to come in right so basically he says come on in I am opening the door for you and I am the way for you to come into my sheepfold you are welcome here I am the gate but I'm also the shepherd. So when you're here and when you're in my fold, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to keep you safe from harm. I'm going to discipline you when I need to Need to, because that's what a good shepherd does. But I'm all-encompassing. I'm everything. I'm the gate. I am the shepherd. I'm the bread of life. I'm literally everything you need. You don't need anything else. And it's interesting, I don't know if many of you know this, I didn't know this for, for a season, but when, when, um, sorry, when back in the day when they had their sheep folds, right, they would have like a pen where the sheep would go at night. So imagine if the pen was like the size of this stage, and then you would have rocks that were like piled up to about three feet, and they would go around and make a pen, and then from like here to here, it would be the gate, right? But what's there? Nothing. It's completely open. So the sheep can just come in and come out. Well, that doesn't make sense, because if there's a sheep hen and you're the gate, that doesn't make sense to me. But what they used to do back in that time was a shepherd would just sit there and literally become the gate for the sheep. And if wolves came, if danger came, if the sheep tried to escape, there's a shepherd right there being the gate and protecting his sheep no matter what. And that's what Christ does. He comes down and he is the gate. But then when he's not the gate, he's always the gate. But when he is the shepherd, he's doing all the shepherd things because he's one in all. He's all-encompassing. So I just want to quickly... Go over Psalm 23, because I think it would be a miss if I, didn't, um, if I didn't read this. So this is David. David was a shepherd. He gets the shepherd and sheep mentality. Um, and he's writing a psalm to the Lord. In the Lord's goodness, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. I have everything I need in Christ. Everything. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So what does it say in John 10 about the shepherd guiding his sheep? He calls them out by name and then he leads them and he says, come on guys we're going this way, we're going to walk, let's go eat, we're going to go eat right now, and he goes out before them. So when it talks about, even though I walk in the darkest valley, what is is God saying? He's saying, I'm there first, because darkest valleys are going to come, it's not an if, it's a when, they're coming, but you have a shepherd who goes out before you, who steps into that darkness first. And he makes a way for you in it. And if we are not tethered to that shepherd, then we don't even know that he's there. We walk around in the darkness and we're like, Lord God, where are you? I don't even know where you are. I don't feel you. And he's like, hi. Right here. It's just like you were coming this way, so then I went this way first. And I'm actually guiding you through it. You just don't feel me. You don't sense me because we're not tethered together. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What was the rod for? It was for disciplining. So if a sheep wandered off too many times, the shepherd would break his legs. And then he would carry him on his shoulders until he was healed and better. And that was to show him, you got to listen to me. You got to listen to me or you're never going to make it. And, And David says, that rod, it comforts me. Your discipline comforts me, right? But if you look at this scripture in in its totality, you make me lie down in green pastures, you lead me beside still waters. Wait, all of it is good except for that one little passage that says when when I'm going through hard places, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. But this enti- if we miss it, we should, if we're following him the way that we should be, we will have those green pastures. We will have the restored soul. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. All of the good, good, good things that God does for us, he does because he's leading us as a good shepherd. So when the darkness comes, when the hard things come, we know how to listen to his voice. Because it's one thing to listen to his voice when things are good, but it's another thing to listen to his voice when things are hard. So I wanted to make sure that we left space. Um, I'm gonna call the band up. John, mace. I'm just gonna have I'm just going to keep you up here and you're just going to be strumming like before and I'm just going to leave you hanging. Is that cool? <laughs> um, I wanted to leave space for God to move today because I think it would be amiss if we didn't just get on our knees and pray. And I just, I want us to soak in the Holy Spirit and I want to challenge you guys to go home. It's going to be hard. It's, it's kind of creepy. I've never seen anything like this in all of my life. I've never seen schools shut down. Like that's wild, right? But we have a chance to live differently and Jesus is our shepherd and you know what he calls us to be as believers in Christ? shepherds so this is the time when christ's people rise up and they help usher people through a hard season so we have to tether ourselves to him. We need to listen for our shepherd's voice. We need to be on our knees every day. And the only way that we're going to do that is by spending time with him, reading our word, listening to his voice, getting so clear, just like it was so easy to listen to the music that was playing in the coffee shop that was so quiet. But there it is. I, I, I practice it so I can hear it. That's what we need to do in this season. And God's making space for us to do that. And I think it would be a miss if we didn't take the opportunity to do that. So we're going to play some worship. We're going to invite the prayer warriors to come up. And listen, I know that this sounds silly, but if you don't want to be within six feet of another person because you're afraid, can you come just get my phone number and I'll talk to you on the phone and pray for you? Because I, I don't want Satan to have any part of this, right? We need prayer, we need each other, we need community. And just because we're not supposed to be together in the same building does not mean that we can't serve and love each other. So if you need prayer today and you don't feel comfortable coming up for prayer, find a way to get it. Come get my phone number. Come get Ben's phone number. That's what we're here for and that's what we want to do. But I just, want, I just want us to just sit at the Lord's feet and I just want us to listen. Because I think he has something to say to everybody. I really do. But you got to tune your mind to hear him. So let me pray for us. Father God, gosh, you are the good shepherd. You are so good and you love your sheep so much, and we are so grateful. Lord, I pray that this morning that your spirit would fall on this place, that you would move in power, that you would seek out hearts and minds, that you would speak to people the way that they need to be spoken to, that you would bring peace, that you would bring unity, that you would bring clarity, Lord God, that your people would rise up in the midst of a really hard thing because that's who you are and you are going before us and you are leading us into this place. So Lord, I pray you take the charge and I pray that your people would fall on their knees and listen to you speak. Lord God, we ask you to speak. We ask you to move in power. We love you and we pray that you would take us into this next season with great expectation. That sounds foolish, but we are fools, right? In Christ, that's what it seems like. But God, I just pray you take us into an expectant time where we can literally sit in our living room and on our floors and seek you and fall on our faces and knees and worship you and minister the gospel out of a really hard place lord god we welcome you here we thank you so much for all that you're doing jesus name amen we hope that this message has challenged and encouraged you if you need prayer would like to join a small group community or interested in partnering with our work throughout Costa Mesa and Orange County, please go to watermarkoc.com. We would love to start a conversation.